filibuster, filibuster freestyle, filibuster, filibuster. Watch out for the filibuster. All right, ladies and gentlemen, filibuster freestyle, your buddy Gavin, joined in the studio by pundit Cindy Harrington. How are you? I'm good, Gav. Thanks for having me. It's good to have you back, uh, both on the pod and in Charlotte. We've actually got a potpourri of topics to cover here today. Uh, Before we do, I want to hit you with some of the places listening. How's that sound? Sounds great. All right, so for the first time ever, the silver medalist this week was the Netherlands. Wow. The Netherlands and every single listen in that country this week was in Amsterdam. That's amazing. I'm not able to tell your favorite Amsterdam story I have on the pod. Correct. But would you agree that Amsterdam is a worthwhile place to go if one were seeking stories? Oh, 100%. Do you want to try to go there next summer after my brother and Helen's wedding? Sure, why not? I, I, hope, you get, on. I hope you get your own story, <laughs> like the story that I have, that I can't tell any of you right now. com. Maybe check the blog. Maybe one day I'll put a story up about it. I doubt it will be anytime soon. Um, third place this week, Russia. The Russian Federation. Now, good news is my Uncle Mike is there on a field trip with my Aunt Nancy, my Uncle Paul, and my Aunt Linda. Let's hope it's them. Because if it's not them, it's probably Vladimir Putin. And... As he already knows, because he's already bugging all of us, not a fan, personally. Sure, me. right. So I'm hopeful that's Uncle Mike and not Vladimir Putin. But anyway, Russia, third place, good for you. Good for them. They'll probably doctor the results and be first place by next week. And I'll probably be living in Siberia. Anyway, <laughs> other countries listening, Canada, where I was last week for, for Big Al's bachelor party, Indonesia, Australia, Singapore, Sweden, the UK, Germany, Kenya for the first time ever. Oh, wow. Ireland, Guatemala, New Zealand, Sri Lanka, and I also think for the first time ever, Trinidad and Tobago. Good one. Good stuff. Really quickly, cities listening. First place, first time ever, Concord, North Carolina, as opposed to Concord, Massachusetts. Concord, North Carolina. I don't know who you are, but you probably know me personally, so I hope thanks for listening to the show. Hopefully you're not like uh, building a case against me to... uh, I don't know, get me evicted from my apartment or something cool like that. Where's Ashburn this week? Ashburn was number two. Oh, there you go. Silver medalist for I didn't Ashburn. I know that. That wasn't planned. Ashburn, you got to work a little harder, but you guys are always in the top two or three. Good work. Walpole, Mass. Both of our hometowns, number three. Naturally. Uh, followed by Amsterdam, Moscow. <laughs> Surabaya, Indonesia is checking back in. Stockholm, Sweden. Colombo, Sri Lanka. Hornby, New Zealand. Nairobi, Kenya. Kenya, excuse me. Melbourne, Australia, the Boogie Down Bronx of New York City, and of course Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, because why not? Very, very diverse places listening. Yeah, it's Just a good mix. Thought it was good getting in there. Speaking of diverse opinions, this is where Cindy and I started our weekend. <laughs> so everybody knows, uh, at least myself, and I believe a lot of the listeners of the pod were big fans of season one of HBO's Big Little Lies. Yes. And this week, uh, on your Instagram feed, there were some pictures of the ladies from Big Little Lies. They're filming season two. Correct, yes. And I think both of us were remarking how incredibly attractive Zoe Kravitz is. Indeed. And Zoe Kravitz, of course, is the daughter of Lenny Kravitz and... Lisa. Lisa Bonet. Yeah. Who some of us like to think of as Denise Huxtable. Yes. But Lisa Bonet's had a nice career in her own right, besides being the legendary Denise Huxtable. Right. Okay. So it got you and I into a couple of different wormholes on Wikipedia. One was, how old is Lisa Bonet? 
Because she looks fantastic. Yeah. And she's 50. Unbelievable. My mind was like a zillion percent blown. Yeah. Number two, well, if she's 50, how old is Lenny Kravitz? Right, because the man doesn't age. 54 years old. That's That was shocking. Lenny Kravitz still pulls off like multiple nose rings. Yep. And no big deal. And huge scarves. And huge scarves. If anyone out there likes Sweet. that meme like I do. It's a great, it's a great <laughs> meme and it works. So you've got Lenny and Lisa Bonet are yeah. both 50 plus. But then you told me that she was dating or now married to Carl Drogo. Yeah. From, from Game of Thrones fame, a.k.a. the actor Jason Momoa. Yep. Who's 39. Yeah. So Jason Momoa is uh, 11 years younger than Lisa Bonet. Right. Who is 50 years old and a smoke show. Yeah. And Lenny Kravitz is 54 and a smoke show. And of course Jason Momoa. Also a smoke show. Total smoke show. But then you and I got into a little bit of a disagreement on who is better looking. Jason Momoa <laughs> at 39 currently or Lenny Pratt Kravitz in his prime, which could be really any time between like when he was like 29 and probably like now. 35. Right. So, but I was saying like, again, he's 54. It's not the same. Yeah. But I feel like 39-year-old 30, Lenny Kravitz versus 39-year-old today Kyle Drogo, Jason Momoa. I got Lenny Kravitz, but you got Jason Momoa, and I just want to know why. Yeah, I, well, you know, Jason Momoa, and I don't necessarily find, always find this more attractive, but he's like a beefier dude. He's okay. definitely, he definitely has age more on his side. Yes. Um, my big thing is, he is Cal Drogo in Game of Thrones. Correct. Whereas, for example, Lenny Kravitz is Cinna in The Hunger Games. And that's like comparing those two <laughs> characters. That's so unfair, though. But it's a good comparison because that's like both of their recent work. And I don't know. I think Jason Momoa just sort of wins. So do you think on the hotness it's, factor? It's Lenny's fault for being cast as Cinna. Well, no, Cinna's like a very likable character, but like when you compare that to Carl Drogo, yeah, there's yeah. just there's uh, no comparison. Well, you and I clearly are going to differ on this. Yeah. And the good news is that means like. You know, if they both become single, you know, neither one of us have yeah, to worry. Yeah, we just yeah. go our separate ways. Correct, correct. And, <laughs> and, and you know, Lisa Bonet will continue to just defy all physics and chemistry of the universe and just yeah. do Lisa Bonet things. It'd be better if, we, instead of me and you talking about this, we could, like, get Lisa Bonet on. Maybe we'll put the crack research team on that for, like, I doubt she'll come on and talk about that. Right. But maybe we can just get her period. That'd be a win in 2018, That'd be a big get. Yeah, big get. For the filibuster freestyle. Speaking of big gets, last night we were at a party here in the Charlotte area. Yes. We were talking to some other folks about one of our favorite topics, and a shout out to Dad Richie O'Brien, Southern Charm. <laughs> now, we were talking about a place here in Charlotte called Selwyn Avenue Pub, which I believe in season maybe four or three, I think four of Southern Charm. Yeah. The boys were escaping Charleston for a night or a weekend, and they went to, went to said, said Selwyn Avenue Pub. The people we were talking to, one of them was like, I used to live in that neighborhood. I used to be my go-to spot. And she said to us that one of her friends used to date Shep and actually is like the one who got away. Yeah. And the, we kind of speculated, is she the one who broke his heart and turned him into the, quote, Lothario... That can't self-proclaimed self-proclaimed Lothario who can't settle down, who did a dating show that he did not match with anybody on. That was a disaster. I mean, all of it. So, I mean, what, what was your level of? We went to that party last night. Yeah. What was first of all? What was your level of shock that you got a bombshell like that at a party like that? I mean, that was 
crazy to just have such an insider uh, viewpoint on Shep. Bees on the G's, right? Yeah. There, you know, I was trying to reconcile this last night, and maybe we can put the crack research team on this in the future. In season one, which I know you did not see, Yes. Um, there, there is this particular girl that has sort of that Shep was longing for that kind of pieced out on him. So I don't know if it's the same person. I forget her name. And then it sounded like the person the girl was talking about last night had similar initials, but I can't verify that. Right. But yeah, I know it's so interesting. It's, it's uh, a lot of connections down here in the South. A lot of connections. What I would say to you folks who don't live in the Southeast is even in a big city like Charlotte, if you're, if you're well-placed with one or two people who've been here the whole time, yeah. You're probably two degrees away from everybody, for right. better or worse. In this case, for much better. Do you want to talk about the other tidbit you said to us? I can't even remember off the top of my head, so why don't you leave the story on okay, that? Okay, sure. So she had another friend, or maybe it was a friend of a friend, that lives in Savannah. And for the Southern Charm Savannah spinoff, he was offered a role to be sort of like the ladies' man on there. And they offered him 80K uh, to, to be the on the show. season, yeah. Which, it's a decent chunk of change. Well, we found out. I mean, like, you know, whether you make more or less than 80 grand, getting 80 grand to be on a TV show for like, what do they film for like three months? Yeah. Six months? If that. So basically you're doing a half a year's work or less right. for what most Americans would call a salary plus for a year. Yeah. And yeah. the average salary and the average household is like around 47 or 55 grand or something. So not bad. Not a bad days or weeks or yeah. minutes work. I didn't realize they would get so much on such a smaller show like that one. Right. They must get serious cash on regular Southern Charm. And Housewives, I would think, Probably double that. Yeah. And so my thought would be, again, we've covered this on the show before with Dara, but when when they always make fun of, like, Austin and Craig for not having jobs. Right. Like, if if some guy who's not even a star yet got offered 80 grand to be on Savannah for a season, these guys have got to at least be pulling in 160. Yeah, yeah, I think Dara has made that point. Which would pay a lot of folks' liquor bills. Right. So anyway, a couple good tidbits from that house party last night. Indeed. Now, uh, I want to get into one thing. I want you to help me decide. We're going to have like a little on-air impromptu, should we do a, a topic on a show for the freestyle, for a future freestyle. But before we do that to close the show... You've come down to Charlotte a few times now. <laughs> it's just a few. But you're a tourist, yeah. if you will. You're, vi- you're visiting. Yeah. So I wanted to get your take on a couple different spots. For those who may or may not be in Charlotte or come down to Charlotte, I want like the Cindy Harrington stamp approval on a coffee place, a brewery, et cetera. Okay? Okay. So, and you can, if I, the choices I give you do not jive with what your favorite choice is, you can obviously insert your own choice. Okay. Okay, choice number one. I want to know from a, a favorite local coffee shop. Do you prefer the original Central Coffee on Central Avenue in Charlotte or Smelly Cat Coffee, hence the name, name despite itself, in North Davidson, in Noda? I think I enjoy Smelly Cat more, and which actually shocks me even right now saying that. Yeah. Central's kind of like always been my go-to when I'm here, but... Um, no, Smelly Cat has sort of this like shaved ice almost in their drinks, and it kind of like turns your coffee into a slushy at the end, which is like a nice added bonus. Especially in August. And they have better seating, they have better decor there. So I think for the overall coffee experience, I would go with that one. That's actually the right call, I think. Even yeah. though t- I thought you were going to go Central. about it. I thought you were going to go Central all day. I know, I just shocked myself. Just due, due to familiarity, but man, <laughs> nailed it. Okay, well, we're going to continue to pit Plaza Midwood against Noda. Okay. Um, Best Charlotte spot to sit at the bar and have brunch, okay? 
So there is Zeta Jane's, which is like the well-known, always breakfast all the time place. So popular. There's Jack's Beagle and Noda, which only does brunch Saturday and Sunday from like 9 to 1. Yeah. And then there's actually kind of like the overflow crowd that doesn't get to go to Zeta Jane's can go over to the Irish pub, a workman's friend. Yep. Um, which we actually just happened to go there, and I had forgotten that their brunch was actually pretty good. Yeah. So of those three or any others that you might want to bring in, where are you going for brunch if you... If people are coming down visiting, where are you telling them to go? I think Jack Spiegel. That's that's our tried and true favorite. Uh, they have a good mix of uh, different breakfast dishes. They yeah. have a different... You can sit up at the bar. You can sit at a table. So they have this great outback space that we did one time. So if it's not too hot, that's a pretty cool area to sit at too. They get good TVs on. I think that's, yeah, it's the most, like, well-rounded experience. Sure. The best part about that place is that the weekend brunch bartender is this dude named David. Yeah, we love and David. we love David, and even though we've been in there... He doesn't know times, we exist. He looks at us like we're <laughs> brand new customers every time. <laughs> but it, we so want And, like, we don't go enough. Like, we don't go enough, because I don't go there, like, I only go when Pundit City Harrington's in town. Yeah. You know, so, like... Sure. So, like, it's not like, it's not like we're going there week, like, right. every weekend. right. But I, I actually would put even money that if we went in there like every Saturday and Sunday for a month on like the ninth visit, he still would be like, how you guys doing? But like not mean like, how are you guys doing? Kind of like I'm the bartender. That's what I say to everybody. Right. Yeah, for yeah. sure. But Dave's the man. Don't get He's me wrong. He's the man. He just does not There's choose to get to know us. There's not even a flicker of recognition There's, on his yeah, face. Yeah, he might have that like that. I'm not saying you have this, David, if you're listening. I know you're not because you have no idea who I am. Uh, unless you found it recent, like, randomly on SoundCloud or iTunes, which would be fantastic if you were a huge fan of the show, and I had no idea it was me. But right. that is so self-aggrandizing, and there's no way it's true. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah, David's a great guy. I don't think he has that disorder where you don't recognize faces. No. But um, I like to tell myself that to feel better. Okay. <laughs> I'll okay. go along with that. Favorite brewery. There's so many more breweries to choose from. I'm not even going to list... Any. We actually found a brand new one yesterday called Blue Blaze yeah. Brewery. Alliteration aside, great spot, a favorite of your friends, John and Danielle. Yep. Um, and their buddy, Garth, their dog. Yep. A.K.A. the Goobs. <laughs> anyway, um, I don't think we would put, I mean, great place yesterday, but I don't think we'd put that in your favorites. But what's your favorite spot, vibe-wise? I'm not saying favorite beer, because that's hard. Yeah. It's hard to say local beer, like... It's all good. You never know what you're going to try where or whatever. But seasonal, all that crap. Mm -hmm. But favorite brewery vibe, what do you got? Catawba's my favorite uh, so far, I think. You like the Catawba Brewery? Yeah, I like the setup. I like how big it is. You don't feel on top of everyone. Um, That is nice. I do like Sycamore, but I feel like Catawba's a little less trendy than Sycamore is in a way and can accommodate more people. Um, and yeah, and you can even sit outside, but with all the windows open and everything, you still have like an outside vibe if it's too hot. It's actually like two huge bar areas. Yeah. It's enormous. And you know, there's a big parking lot. There's a lot of street parking. Great street parking. It's a big footprint. And also there's like a, a, probably a 50 yard long, like horizontal bar. Right. And then there's another bar. There's like a three sided bar. Yeah. And then the fourth side is like outside along the rail. Yeah. So again, like, and there's tons of tables. So... And they put a lot of shades up so, like, you can get sit under the shade. Right. And then one time we were there and it was, like, a big Great Dane meetup. Yeah, that was something. And that was something. It was, like, a bunch of horses in that place. And even then it didn't really feel crowded. So. Right. But if you were at, like, any other brewery. That would have been like a lot. 600 Great Danes, that would have been a lot of action. Yeah. So the one, the one uh, honorable mention I will say is I think it was Wooden Robot. 
when you and I went and it happened to be like a, like a, a it was in the winter, but yeah. it was like a, an oyster bake or yeah, something. Yeah, it was right before the Super Bowl. Right. It was pre-Super Bowl, like an oyster, like cookout, whatever. Yeah. And just that, that creativity. Yeah, that was nice. It was pretty great. Yeah, for sure. Uh, all right. Last thing on this, and then I want to get into this topic. Um, so there's a restaurant here in the Charlotte area called Kindred. Mm-hmm. And... It is very hard to get into, and it's both like a nationally ranked restaurant, and it's very good. And I had not ever had dinner there. I had lunch there several times because I work near there, but you'd never been. Correct. And I basically said to you, how would you like to go to Kindred? we got to be up in that area anyway on a Saturday night. And I, we made reservations, and, and I want to talk about how you enjoyed it. But a couple things. One, the only reservations I could pick were 5 o'clock and 9.30 p.m., which is fine because the party we had to go to was like at 7. Yeah. Anyway, point is. Right before we went, someone was like, you know, you can't just walk in there. And I wanted to be like, yeah, dude, I'm familiar with busy restaurants needing reservations on Saturday nights. Right. So I made one. We He's got like, oh, it. good for you. Yeah, good for me for knowing that busy restaurants on Saturday nights need reservations. Anyway, how did you like Kindred? It was great. It was uh, definitely a great atmosphere in there. I yeah. liked the decor and the vibe. Um, I would like to see the upper part too, like the upstairs part. Okay. Um, Sorry is the point. No, it's fine. Just to get, you know, take the whole thing in. Sure, sure. That is my whole point. But yeah, the food was delicious. Um, Not like the biggest menu I've ever seen. Correct. Um, And they actually forgot one of our orders, which ended up being perfectly fine. Yeah, it's tapas style, not tapas, small plate style. So we ordered six. Plates, we only got five, but at the end of the day, we were both full. Totally fine, yeah. So it's okay. I mean, they didn't charge us for it. Right. But also, they didn't get the order. Right. Um, and I also think that any place where you need to order, like, five or six things for two people to be hungry, or yeah. not hungry, shouldn't have such a limited menu. Yeah. It wasn't We it essentially wasn't ordered broad. a third of the menu. Yeah, exactly. And actually, one of the first thing we ordered for a pasta plate, they didn't even have anymore. Right. So anyway, I liked it. It was great. I see why it's busy, especially up there. Yeah. Um... But if a restaurant is going to be nationally ranked I, yeah. in the top 10 overall category? I, yeah, no offense to them. Not I, at all. I, I just, don't know that it completely lived up to the hype that we... Because we heard a lot about it prior to going there as well at this particular party. Right. And um, I don't know that it quite lived up to the hype that I felt like everyone was giving it. Yeah, I think one of the hardest things about anything, like a big movie, a big song, a big anything that you get to last... Yeah. Is that when everybody's telling you how it is the bee's knees... I mean, your level of like what you will give it an A plus for is probably the degree of difficulty is so much higher. Right. So I think both you and I came in there thinking like, you know, unless you guys like tap dance and like give us like, you know, free ice cream or something like right. there's no shot. Yeah. And, you know, and again, it was great. I would go. Yeah. I would definitely go back um, for sure. But yeah, just not, not the biggest menu. And um, I wasn't like blown away by the food, but it was, it was it very, was, it was, but it's great. But yeah, I'm not a foodie either. I'll eat whatever's in front of me. Correct. So, yeah. I still enjoyed myself very much. Right. I got, I got you. And I agree. Um, all right. So can you help me with one thing here? We'll do like a live crap research team. Sure. Meeting. All right. So you're probably familiar from listening to the last pod when I had on our buddy Roscoe P. <laughs> And our buddy Andrew Patterson. Yeah, I <laughs> I was listening to it on my plane ride down here, and my seatmate, I think, thought I was on some things. I could not stop laughing, especially at those first few minutes. The first, the first eleven or 10, 10 or eleven minutes of la- the last freestyle, the finding the song of the summer twenty eighteen podcast. Uh, Andrew Patterson is on fire. 
He really and he really was. All, really, Roscoe P and I just were along for the ride. Yeah, and it's an amazing thing. Um, and that's what the the beauty of when the three of us do a pod. But as we mentioned on that pod, they're both dog owners, and Roscoe P is a new dog owner. Yeah, he's got a new dog named Linus, who's been getting a lot of shout outs lately on the show. Yeah, he's popular on the freestyle. But it got me thinking about how <laughs> people love dogs, people love music, and there's a lot of songs about dogs out there. So Roscoe and I are thinking about doing a podcast like about the best song or songs about dogs, etc. But I want some like I want some green light, red light, yellow lights on some of the ideas I have around it. Oh, okay, sure. So for instance, we've done some brackets in the past. Yes. Like so, like the best frontman of all time. Right. You know, best '80s rock band that wasn't like one of the best, like the the best second tier '80s rock band of all time. Yeah. Etc. So I'm wondering if we should make this into like a top, a top 10 list or something, a top five list, or if we should just do a full-scale tournament. Do, do you feel like you have enough for brackets in this category? I think I might be able to get like a, 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 six, a 12 to 16 bracket. Oh. Because here's, here's a couple of my ideas, right? So, okay. And I'll go through some songs that are named. Yeah, will you give me some examples? Okay, I'll do that first. But then I want to come back to like how I would get maybe some other things. Then it's fine. Uh, okay. All right, so like for instance, here's a song that Roscoe said shouldn't be on, even on the list, but I... Disagree vehemently. Yeah. Who have dogs out? Okay. Uh, I guess that's like the obvious first. You got thought. Hair of the Dog, which is that Now You're Messing with the Son of a Bee song by Nazareth. Okay. Uh, there's a song called Jesse by the band Paw. Hound Dog by Elvis. Yeah. Black Dog by Led Zeppelin. Dog Days Are Over by Florence and the Machine. Oh, that's a great one. Old Shep, which is an Elvis song as well. Oh. Old King, Neil Young. I don't know that one. Like My Dog, Billy Cunningham. Don't know that. Me and a Dog Named Boo by Lobo. Some of these I've got to actually just do some research on. But yeah. Feed Jake, uh, which is by the Pirates of Mississippi, which, by the way, great band name. Yeah. And by the way, a lot of these songs are from a list that I found from the American Kennel Club. So you know they check out. Oh, okay. Uh, there's a song by Aerosmith called Walkin' the Dog. Huh. Blake Shelton had a song called Old Red. Okay. Uh, there's a song from Carrie Underwood called The More Boys I Meet, which means, I'm guessing... She realizes she likes her dog a lot more. Oh, I think I know that song, actually. I'm sure you do. Yeah. Uh, there's one called Little Boys Grow Up and Dogs Get Old by Luke Bryan. That's probably a tearjerker. Do you think the majority of these are country I think there's hits? a disproportionate amount. Okay. I'm going to get through a couple more, and then I want to come back to that that point. Okay, sorry. So really That's okay. No, you're doing a great job. Um, little, uh, sorry, Black Eyed Dog by Nick Drake. Of course, Johnny Cash is one called Dirty Old Egg Sucking Dog. Oh, wow. There's a reggae one by Peter Tosh called Maga Dog, which I hope is not like a Maga hat, but who knows? Oh, dear. I doubt not because he's, Peter Tosh has, you know, been around forever. Okay. Diamond Dogs by Beck, Dogs of War by Pink Floyd, King of the Dogs by Iggy Pop. Oh. Chasing Cars, Snow Patrol. That's Uh, about dogs? Apparently. Wow. Uh, Mama Told Me Not to Come by Three Dog Night. I think really any song by Three Dog Night because there's a dog as a name in their title. Yeah. Here's one that I love. And again, I'm going to need your validation on can I put it in. The song is not about dogs, but Hunger Strike by Temple of the Dog. Oof. So, we, so right? God knows I love that song. Cat Stevens, ironically, I Love My Dog. Okay. Um, Martha My Dear by The Beatles. I'm going to buy me a dog by The Monkees. How much is that doggy in the window? Hell no, not gonna get it on my list, but I mean, come on, it's there. That's there. Uh, there's a song by Sublime called I Love My Dog. And really, Lou Dog, who was Bradley Noel's dog mm-hmm. before he passed away, is featured in a lot of their work on the first album of Sublime. So I feel like, again, there's like something there. And then finally, I'm not gonna put it on the list, but the children's hit Bingo, B I N G O, is probably the most well known dog song in America. Okay. Okay. 
So first thing I want to do is this. You mentioned the country song angle. Yeah. I think if we do a bracket, there needs to be a country song region. Mm-hmm. And therefore, like whether it's Old Shep or Dirty Old Egg Sucking Dog or Boys Grow Up and Dogs or Cowboys, wherever the hell that Luke Bryan song is. Yeah. Like the bottom line is it can't be like Final Four can't be four country songs. Right. Okay. So I think there's a country category. Yeah. Agreed. Okay. I think there's like another category of pop songs about dogs. Okay. Truly about dogs. Yeah. Okay. And then I think there's one with bands and artists named after dogs. Okay. So, so like you've got, you've got, um, I'm sorry. What did I just have there? My bad. Um, well for instance, Temple of a Dog. Right. Sorry. But then we get into some really legendary stuff because, of course, we've got Snoop Dogg, Nate Dogg, Lil Bow Wow. I mean, DMX had a lot of songs, Where My Dog's At. So, like, I'm thinking there's probably, like, a rap category. Yeah. And then there's, like, an artist, like, like people like using the phrase dog in a song. Right. But then there's also an artist whose name has dog in the title or some type of a dog reference in the title. So, uh-huh. for instance... So, so that's what I'm playing with for like brackets. Yeah, that's that's hard. Well, of course it's hard. That's why yeah. we're doing the filibuster freestyle. Got it. But do you think it's like compelling enough to like get a, get a pot out of? I think so. Are you guessing me because you're next to me on the couch? No, I think that sounds really interesting. I'd be interested to see how you guys sort of manage that. I do too. Like I would too because we started out just kind of like songs about dogs, but then I started right. thinking about like... For instance. Like, what will your criteria be? You need to come up with that. We right? will. And that, we're not going to do that in this show. Yeah. But, I mean, for instance, like, Snoop Dogg, well, like Warren G and Nate Dogg, right? Yeah. Like, Regulators is about them, like, having, a, like, a, basically a, a nighttime adventure. Right. So that song's about Nate Dogg. So it's a song about a dog. In theory, if we wanted to grant that kind of leeway. Yeah. What I'm going to need help with with Roscoe P and from others out there is, like, is that even fair? You right, know? right. Or like Snoop Dogg, like his whole first album is about like him. Yeah. And like, what's my name? Snoop Dogg, you know? And right. Snoop Doggy Dog, Doggy Dog World. Right. Little Bow Wow's got a bunch of songs about being Little Bow Wow. So it's like, are we going to give them that license or no? Right. Right. Or like, for instance, if you think about, um, there's a song called Puppy Love, which features apparently Snoop Dogg and Nate Dogg, but I think automatically that's overkill. Like that's trying too hard. Yeah. And also I don't know it. But like, for instance, um, oh, I have one outlandish theory. But next episode by Dr. Dre features both Nate Dogg and Snoop Dogg. Okay. So like that, and to me, it's probably like, that's like arguably like a top five memorable rap pop song of all time, boosted by one of the most memorable closings of all time, which was when Nate Dogg is like, hey, 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 folk, every day on the radio version. Yeah. And uh, I just feel like that song even though it's not about dogs, it's got Nate Dogg and Snoop Dogg. Right. It's a big pop hit. Such a strong contender, but like out of one cat, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I just don't know, like that's such a great song. It's clearly going to beat any other like dog song, you know? But not if like you're a big Led Zeppelin fan and you think Black Dog's just a great song. Sure, right? yeah. And it's yeah. called Black Dog, but I don't know that it's about a dog. Yeah. So I think you need to like refine your criteria. No question. Yeah. But, but, but do you think there's enough here to go? Yeah, on? I think you've thought out a lot of it for sure. Okay, let me give you one last, one last outlandish take, and this is probably a bridge too far. You know the song My Best Friend's Girl by the Cars? Yeah. So what if the protagonist is actually a dog and man's best friend 
is a man, and therefore the song can be written from a dog's point of view. Do you think that's like a bridge too far? Uh, yeah. Okay, good. I do. That's what I got to as well. Yeah. So I think we found like we found our, our limit. Mm-hmm. I think we've realized that country is a little too uh, saturated with songs about dogs. Right. For it to be, it's like just in earnest, best songs about dogs. Yeah. And I think we've got probably like a pop music category, mm-hmm. like a country music category, and at least an artist named after dogs or featuring dogs category. Right. And maybe somehow we find a way to mismatch all that. Yeah, I think so. All right. So anyway. Cool. We got that going. Awesome. Anyway, fans, listeners, and friends, philbusterfreestyle.com. Next week, first ever college football preview. Before you say snooze fest, everybody does that. Yeah. We're going to do it. Ready. We're going to do it with our buddy Adam Stockdale, who played high school football in West Texas. That's legit. Played college football for the Davis and Wildcats and is a huge University of Texas Hook'em Horns, Longhorns football fan. He's not going to break down X's and O's like he's some dork on college game day. No offense to college game day, but actually I kind of called him dorks. So, yeah. He's going to talk about, for instance, that um, Texas A&M and the SEC is like if there was some strange, you know, metamorphosis zombie love child of, I believe it was Auburn, uh, the Citadel, and like, uh, who'd he say? Clemson. Yeah. And he said, like, if you put those three schools together, like in the ACC SOCON, you get Texas A&M. So he's going to give us some fun breakdowns like that and also some fun breakdowns on Texas high school football culture. So for you Friday night like fanatics out there, we're going to get a real live West Texas football alum That's on the cool. show. Debut next week. You know Adam a little bit. I do. I think he's going to do great. I think he's probably a great storyteller, and I think it's going to be a good show. All right. Well, Cindy, thanks for uh, coming on the pod. You're most welcome. Uh, thanks any, for having me. Of course. Any other like parting shots? What, what's up in the reality world right now besides what we covered? I mean, what's, what's the hot show right now? Um, well, Real Housewives of uh, New York just um, ended, and there's a lot of drama surrounding it currently because um, Bethany's... Um, boyfriend who was actually featured on the show this season was found dead in Trump ho- Trump's hotel. Wait, what? Yeah. Just really quickly, everybody, I, this is not, literally, I didn't even know I was going to ask Cindy this question. Yeah, and sorry, I'm not, I didn't realize you didn't know this. <laughs> I'm not playing dumb. <laughs> so, he was on the show, featured character. No, he, no, he was just like in some episodes. But um, Bethany Frankel, who we all know, a skinny girl, right? Yeah, like skinny, skinny girl, girl, martini brand. All, mar- not martini. Yeah. All martinis are pretty much She probably skinny. makes skinny girl martinis as well. Right. But so anyway, her... Boyfriend was found dead in a Trump hotel. Yeah. Which again, I'm not making this political. I just no. where the where the guy. No, was. he's closely he has close ties with that administration huh. to start. Um, but yeah, he he um, died of a, a drug overdose. It would seem um, allegedly. Allegedly. And not putting you know not right, the stones. Just reporting what I've seen on the interwebs and um, <laughs> her ex husband, who she's always been in a really bad you know custody and divorce battle with. Um, is now making claims that she's an unfit mother because of... This guy. This guy. Because this guy, I think, cared one-on-one with her child at the time. Oh, boy. Okay. A lot of action. That's a lot of action. Their reunion's coming up, so I think that will be good because there's a lot... There's... That was a great season if anyone hasn't seen it yet. I mean, that was a season for the ages. Can I ask a question? What season did we just finish? I think it's 10 for New York. I was going to say, I can remember... like. Almost literally back when I lived in New York, they yeah. were just starting that. And that was like a decade ago. Yeah. So. It was pretty epic this season. You know, like Luanne De Lesseps is in and out of rehab, unfortunately. Is she the countess? The countess, yep. Um, is she still a countess? No. 
Once she married that guy, she lost her countess title. I feel like you just got to date him on the sly. But her kids sued time. her recently as well. There's just like a lot going on with those gals. Um, I keep trying to get into it, and it sounds like I should have, but it's just not working This out season's worth getting into, I'd say. Um, <laughs> Real Housewives of Dallas uh, is starting, and I'm all in on that. Their, okay. their last season was very strong and drew me right into their franchise. Real? No, I missed the first season. I never watched the first okay. season. That, that's not necessary. Yeah. Real quickly, Jay Cutler on Very Careful Larry. Oh, yeah. Breakout reality star breakout star he is a lunatic and people are <laughs> loving it he his post nfl career primarily is just him watching deers on cameras and he names them and they're not even deers in his own yard it's like other people's cameras and it is the weirdest thing ever which leads me to believe that there's, there's no surprise why he did not win a super bowl no, and he's just as emotionless with his wife as he is we, appeared on the field. Do we think he's <laughs> going to get his own reality show? No, but I think he definitely is going to help her get a season two. Yeah. that's One, he's the real star. Like, I don't think he's the real star, but he's a breakout well, I'm saying, surprise. Like, he's, the real, he's the real delight of this show, 100%. even though he's not trying to be. He, and, like, guys are into it. Like, <laughs> well, it's color. No one likes him. That's not fair. Very divisive figure. Yeah, not a very likable dude in general. Yeah, for sure. Doesn't do a lot to help himself, but um, yeah, it's it's been great. Like the Ringer has been doing a weekly write up. Right. Well, you know when the Ringer is on, I and mean, then again, they're pop culture. They do reality yeah, stuff. Yeah. They do football stuff. I mean, stuff. Bill Simmons loves like the real world. Right. But the stuff. fact that Jay Cutler, who I, I think we all would say nobody at the Ringer is probably worried about covering ever again. Yeah. Is now like the object of their the apple of their eye. Right. They're all in on cover. The object of their affection. Yep. Um. Cool. All right. Quick hot takes. We're going to leave. Okay. Um, Red Sox looking great so far this season. Yeah. It's so Chris, Chris Sales. Chris Sales on the DL again. But, but you're a big Red Sox fan. Yep. How, how deep in October? Do you think they're poised for running all the way? Yep. Okay. Absolutely. Um, Patriots are getting ready to start. Um, Tom Brady's 41 years old. Wow. He, he, over under on 10 wins. Oh, they'll have 10 wins. Plus? More than 10? Yeah. So 11 more. 11. Yeah. You're going over 10. Over 10. Okay. And then you're a Bruins fan. We're a little far off on that. But yeah. how the Bruins... Like, optimistic? Very. I think they have a lot of good young talent. I think Bruce Cassidy um, was great. And it's a different system than how Claude was. And um, a lot of the people are really flourishing under that. Well, I will say this. If you all have made it this far, <laughs> that last topic, like only Andy Maslin and like one other <laughs> listener understood a word of what Cindy just said. But that's great, because if the Bruins go to the Cup Finals, it's going to be Andy and Cindy on the freestyle. Gladly. Absolutely. Bring it. would be a good problem to have. Uh, it would be a wonderful problem to have. Absol- I'd be psyched. All right, cool. Well, Cindy, uh, we'll talk to you soon. Okay. Everybody else, college football preview coming up next weekend. Philbusterfreestyle.com. Check it out.